Good morning, good evening, how are you doing? My name is Twilla Grace. Don't know where you're listening from, but I'm excited that you have pressed play and come back to this week's Thirsty Bible Group podcast. We are looking at the book of Daniel and our speaker for this week was none other than Brian all the way from the United States of America. Previous to that, we had Derek who was who was also based in the States um, that took us through the book of Daniel 6. Daniel 5 was taught by our very own Ben Nkumbo based in Zambia, Lusaka, Zambia. And before that, we had Rev G and Auntie P who are based in the States. Before that, we had our very own Fabiola. And before that, we had myself. So if you are struggling to catch up, just press play on the previous podcast. But for now, Daniel Sip. So, uh, as, as I was uh, um, reading through, you know... Uh, chapter 7 we're reading it and then you know just seeking the lord i was like the lord what what direction do you do you want us to take you know uh for on the 27th and there, there were just so many things that uh you know uh the lord was just pouring in my heart and uh, i am going to try you know to kind of stick to my notes just for a little bit, you know, but I, you know, uh, want God just to, to do his thing and, and I'm, I'm just trusting that, that God will, will just lead us through, you know. Um, but anyway, once again, I just want to say thank you to all of you guys. Thank you, uh, Trila, for, for what you are doing and, and everybody, your contributions, your prayer for for this group and just uh, for the opportunity to be here, you know, just to, to listen, to learn and, and just grow. I, I really appreciate that. And uh, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say, you know, thank you for, for the opportunity to you know, be here and just share what I believe the Lord, you know, has, has, has put on my heart. Uh, and um, uh, the teachings I know within the last month or so have just been amazing and and uh, uh i have been blessed you know i missed a couple of sessions but every once in a while when i get an opportunity i would go back to to listen to the uh to the podcast that uh, that get posted uh, and uh it, i don't know i think all of us have started with us on this on this journey since day one correct is my assumption correct i don't think we have any newcomers Everybody has pretty much been following, right? I think there's a few people that have jumped on on the choo-choo train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have late comers. All right. Yeah, right. We have late comers. But well, for all of y'all, late comers, you know, like you probably already aware, you know, the Thirsty Bible Group podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, uh, Apple Podcast, and uh, Anchor. And I'm sure, you know, Trilla might, you know, she might have something to say in regards to other platforms that, you know, uh, these sessions are being recorded on. Uh, but uh, real quick, I just want to make some few 
you know, you know, statements or sessions or whatever you'd want to call them about the word of God. So as we delve, you know, deeper in the word of the Lord, you know, these are things that uh, we already know. All right. So I'll just I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures really quick here so that as we take this word of God in, we will be encouraged. All right. That we will be encouraged that the Lord is is, is speaking to us right that it's not just each one of us just saying you know random thing that we believe that as we are looking at the word of god we are reading it and sharing it god is is, is actually speaking to us and 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 one of those sessions is second uh, is found in second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 to 17 a scripture that we all know very well uh and i'm reading from the niv version uh, you know the bible says all scripture is god breath and is given uh rather all scripture is god breath and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting training in righteousness so that the servant of god may be thoroughly equipped for every good work amen so the word of god today might come to teach, to rebuke, to correct, to train, you know, so let's be, you know, prepared for that and just be sensitive to the leading of uh, the Spirit of God. And other visions like KJV, I think, says all scripture is given by the inspiration of, of guidance and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And Hebrews 4.12 Am I going fast or are you guys okay? No, you're good. All right. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I love that. I love that. So in as much as the, the, the word of God has, you know, has been there, thousands and thousands of years before we even met it you know it's still active to this very second the word of god is still active the word of god is alive and so as we share it the word of god is going to speak to our situations those are you know uh, challenges uh, that uh, um, we are you know prayed about you know uh, are going to be to be to be spoken to they're going to be challenged by the word of god Amen. Praise the Lord. So, anyways, um, now that is uh, now that that is out of the way. So, at this point in our study, at this point in chapter seven, we have made acquaintances with with Daniel, right? You know, our love for for Daniel now is is, is growing. It's growing on us and. Uh, you know, he has become uh, an icon of faith, an icon of, of loyalty, an icon of, of trust, uh, whose faith and stand for God, we all want to, to imitate. And also, and most importantly, we have learned that Daniel was a man who knew the word of the Lord because the Bible tells us that God blessed him and his contemporaries, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if you that we are told that the Lord blessed them with learning and skill in all literature and wisdom and as you may already be aware the Bible embodies all types of literature 
right? There's narrative uh, uh, type of genres in the Bible, poetry, letters, and visionary writing or ap apocalyptic writings, which is uh, what Daniel chapter 7 is all about. So the Bible is the best literature there is out there and uh, what really sets it apart from all other literatures is that it is it is active and it is living it is inspired literature it's not just any other literature but it is inspired literature it is the only literature that has the ability to descend the intents and the thoughts of your heart that has the ability to to give life to bring life to bring hope and a better future so when you read it, read it within the historical context that it was intended for you to enjoy and understand. So God will speak to you about the things that he wants you to, to know. God will speak to me about the things that he wants me to know. And then if there is anything hidden in there, just leave it up to God. Why? Because we are taught in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, these names sometimes are hard. All right, we are taught in Deuteronomy 29, uh, chapter 29, verse 29, that the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of this law. Amen. So every time you approach the word of God when you're studying it, like like now, you know, from chapter seven, moving all the way to chapter twelve. Ah, I think the book of Daniel is getting harder and harder now. So, but you gotta trust the Holy Ghost. You gotta trust the Holy Ghost to say, God, just speak to me about the things that pertain to me, things that you want me to, you know, to pay attention. And God, God, God is very faithful. And so that's kind of going to be my focus this evening that, you know, I will just share uh, with you the things that I felt that the Lord was impressing upon my heart and as I was reading through. So we are going in chapter 7, verse 1. The Bible says that in the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel saw a dream and visions of his head as he lay in his bed. Then he wrote down the dream and told the sum of the matter. So that is from the ESV uh, version. So now there, there are some key uh, terms there and uh, 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 phrases uh, that I was looking at. One of them is, uh, what, I mean, the dreams, of course, visions. By now we are aware of what those are. What was interesting to me was that these visions came to, to Daniel and as well as Nebuchadnezzar while they lay in bed. And I was like, hmm, bed, wow, okay, what's up with that, you know? So I was, you know, you know, doing some research, you know, trying to understand what the significance of, of that bed was, just trying to understand what the meaning of the bed was. And, uh, one of the uh, the definitions that have probably maybe three or four here, but we'll find out in a minute. 
was was taken from a Hebrew term. You know, the meaning of the bed was taken from the Hebrew term, which is mitar or mitar, however they pronounce it, or however you want to pronounce that. And the spelling is M-I-T-T-A-H. Everybody with me so far? Mm-hmm. All right. Wait, so, what's that uh, Hebrew word for, Brian? It's 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 mita or mita, however they pronounce it, but it's M I double T A H. So the meaning, okay. so that yeah. was the the, the meaning uh, uh, of the word. That that that's bed in Hebrew. Now it's giving the definition of what it means in Hebrew. It says. Uh, a bed is something that was used for rest at night. All right, and that's that's something that's common. We you know we all sleep on our beds, and that's very straightforward. And we see examples in the book of Daniel that he had these dreams, as well as Nebuchadnezzar, that while they were laying in 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 the bed, right. So um, the other definition is saying the bed was something that was used for rest during sickness in the Bible. And you can find some other references in Genesis 47, 31, Genesis 48, verse 2, Genesis 49, verse 33, and Psalm 6, verse 6, and then Psalms 41, verse 3. And then another um, uh, definition was that it's, it's uh, you know, a bed is something that, you know, is also used as a sofa for rest. You know, in our modern times, we would call it a futon. I don't know what you guys in the UK call it or what you call it in Zambia, but in the States, they call it a futon. You know, you, you can, you know, stretch it into a bed or, you know, you can use it as a, you know, as a couch or something like that. And then another Hebrew word is... A sofa bed, because we're good luck. Sofa bed, just sofa bed. The English oh, sofa are... bed? Yeah, sofa bed. Right, 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 sofa bed, right. I like that, it's pretty simple, you know. Uh, but uh, so the other, the second Hebrew word was eris, eras, however they pronounce it, but I'll give you the spelling. So it's E R apostrophe E S. And the definition for that, anybody needs me to repeat that, is E R apostrophe E S. So the definition for that is that it denotes a canopied bed or a bed with curtains. Oh, them ones that you right. see in the Bible movies with the fancy thing. Something like that. I, I don't know. I don't have a picture of what you're talking about, but, but that's the other definition for it, you know? Um, and we, we, we can find that in, uh, we can find a reference for that in Deuteronomy. 3 verse 11. Deuteronomy 3 verse 11, we can find that it says, Oh, king of Bashan was the last of the 
graphite. His bed was decorated with iron and was more than nine cubits long and four cubits wide. It is still in rubber of the ammonite. So it was decorated. Wow, iron, right? Right, iron, gold, and all of that fancy stuff. All right. But anyways, I'm not suggesting that you go um, watch Fifty Shades of Grey. I hear it's really bad. So you can get uh, ideas to decorate your bed. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyways, so uh, I just wanted to uh, to give those definitions real quick. And, and to me, this last definition really symbolizes prayer, all right? It, it symbolizes uh, 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 your prayer chamber, you know, your meeting place with God during those quiet moments of the, the morning or, or, or the night, all right? And then I was uh, uh, also looking at how interesting it is that God would speak to, to King Nebuchadnezzar, he would speak to Daniel while he was laying down in his bed because usually during the night or even during the day or morning or if you are just relaxing laying you know on your bed this is when you have a lot of time to reflect on a lot of things you know david say that i meditate upon your word why i'm laying down in, in bed and as a matter of fact he says that i i woke up you know for the lord sustains me you know so there's a lot of other references that you will find in the bible regarding the dead and other you know uh maybe prophets or people in the bible they they use you know that opportunity when they were laying in in bed to plot evil against other nations so 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 but we are you know uh just you know i'm just trying to give some few examples here you know of how you know significant you know that bed can become even in our own lives all right as we will you know uh, learn a little bit later here but with this last uh, definition you know uh, in in my view i think it, it's what jesus was referring to in matthew chapter 6 it says but when you pray go into your inner room shut the door and pray to your father who is unseen your father who sees what is done in secret and will reward you and all of this is going to make sense as we you know we progress in in in, in, in the scriptures and then the other definition also that i was looking at from Mir miriam's webster dictionary uh say that a bed is a place of of sex relations uh, it's a place of marital relations. Uh, it's a place of close association, like cahoots, you know. Um, and then the other definition was that a bed is a supporting surface or structure. It's pretty much like a foundation. So I think this last one pretty much sums it up. Or because if you think about all these um, uh, definitions of the bed, you know, uh, there's things that relate to our lives, right? Things that relate to our lives. And we, we see even in the, uh, um, in the Old Testament, you know, that uh, uh, the, the children of Israel had that problem with idols. 
So in my opinion, when the the definitions here of a bed talks about you know sexual relations, it doesn't just mean about the physical aspect of things. Remember, we already established the fact that uh, you know in our time now we don't see people erect idols, right? But it's all in the mind, you know those.、Um, Articles of gold that we we talk about that、uh, King Nebuchadnezzar took from the temple of God and the one that Belshazzar was misusing. We say that that symbolizes uh, 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 a lot of things that go on in our lives as individuals. Because again, we already established the fact, as Scripture says, that our bodies are temples of the Holy Ghost. But now the battle that we face is in the mind, right? The Bible says, "As a man thinketh, so is he." We spent a lot of time last time talking about the mind, talking about about the heart, how to guard, how to guard our our hearts and our our minds. We spent a lot of time doing that, and also Jesus said, "If any man looks at a woman lastly, or vice versa, if you want to put it that way, he says they have already." Committed adultery, and it so it what it's, it's not so much about the the physical act, right? But it's all in here. So I know you are wondering, like, what does this have to do with chapter seven? All right. So you know, just to give you a glimpse, because Daniel in this apocalyptic writing, you know, this vision that he has. He's talking the the main thing. He's talking about the kingdom that is yet to come, right? So he's saying that the ancient of day is going to reign, is going to rule, you know, and the the the, the sons or the children of the Most High are going to rule with him, all right? But 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 so the preparation that was was taking place here. You know, or the the, prepa- the preparation that we, as children of God in our current time, need to be going through has a lot more to do with our mindset.、Mm-hmm. So that we can get to a place of dominion, so we can get to a place where we can reign in our current time. So that when that time will come, when all these things were spoken of, we will be ready. We will be ready. So it's all in the package. It's all in the package. It's all about preparation. So that was a little bit about about that. And also uh, um, uh, last last week, was it last week or the other week? I believe we had also shared that you know、uh, we looked into Psalm 119. How can A young man keep his way pure, right? We talked about all of that stuff. So whether you know single, married, young, old, you know the word of the Lord is the one that helps us to, you know, to uh, get uh, prepared um, for uh, for ministry,、uh, get prepared for the, the the coming of the of the Lord, because He's coming back for His bride, which we are. He's coming back for a church that is pure. He's coming back for 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 a church that that is holy. So the things that we are, you know, experiencing or things that we may be going through,、um, are just there to prepare our skin for the things that the Lord is about to do and reveal 
in our lives. So the opposition also that Daniel went through, the resistance he faced, the social and political injustice that he experienced was partly a preparation for his mind to receive the terrible visions that he's now receiving in, in chapter seven. Wow. How is that? Am right. I jumping so, <laughs> all right, so it's coming. All right. So, so he already uh, had resisted the king and the kingdom that was uh, changing the laws. Um, and his God won the battle. Remember, in his vision, he's talking about there is going to be a time when uh, uh, when uh, the the kings will try to change the laws, right? They will try to change the time. They will try to change the laws. But that was also happening in his time. It it was happening there. You know, they are trying to change the law. They he he, he got tricked. You know. Uh, 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 you guys remember the story, right? 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 So he resisted. He resisted the government that was trying to make him worship the idols. But that was just one part. Now in the second part, like I said, Daniel goes through a personal experience. Daniel has to go through a personal experience with his dreams and the vision. That is so powerful. Wow. And, and re remember, he was the one to interpret, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. So that was part of training. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, that's so good. Wow. So our God is a God of wisdom. My God. Woo. His ways are not our ways. The way that God operates is, is just it is just it is crazy good that's all i can put it you know mm -hmm. so it's like okay daniel this is i am going to reveal something that is going to make you really sick to your stomach you're not yeah. ready for it but i have to prepare you to go to experience that because the prophets they used to really feel those visions that they would have they could feel they could experience it they could like experience it you know yeah. so so god gets him through all of that, you know, all the, the you know, um, uh, uh, when he got put in the, in the furnace and the, the, the den of lions, all of that is preparation, you know, they set him up, you know, to change the laws, all of that, he's, he's seeing that, and, and then, you know, uh, now he has this, uh, this vision. So like I said, so those apocalyptic writings, those visions that he had, were looking to a time past Daniel's life. And these writings would be used by people who would look back at Daniel's life and to say, hey, this is what this guy went through, you know? Uh, but this is what we are going through, you know? How did Daniel handle that? Yeah, like this guy, he, he didn't bow down to the idols, you know, the authorities, the king made a decree in the entire Babylonian territory that you shall not worship any other god. They tried they try to change the laws, but Daniel made a stand. And this mm. is something that is going to happen, right? You know, I'm sure, you know, uh, 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 a lot of us have 
I've, I've heard about, you know, you know, uh, this, you know, subject that, you know, uh, Bible scholars call eschatology, which is the study of the end times. I'm sure you've heard about the Antichrist who is going to come. I'm sure you've heard about the mark of the beast and all of those things. But those things are going to happen. Those things are going to happen. But as I was studying this book, I'm looking, I'm like, you know, what are you saying? God. So it's like it's a template for us, you know. Mm -hmm. So and even when 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 Daniel was, you know, uh, uh, prophesying or rather when he was receiving these visions, this was uh, meant to console the people of God, somehow to give them that hope for the future, somehow to give to strengthen them and encourage them and say, hey, it doesn't matter what you may go through. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what you may pass through, because, you know, what? Our God reigns. Our God reigns. No weapon. <laughs> you know what? Our God reigns. It shall be all right. It shall be okay. You know, because we serve a God who is powerful. And, and God has said everything just, just, he's just, he's on time. He's, a, he's an on time God. He's an on time God. Everything that happens will happen according to his plan. It doesn't matter how the enemy may try you know to to destroy the people of god all these tactics and the tricks that he's going to use to try to bring uh, to crush the the children of god to distract them from what he has called them to do it doesn't matter and daniel says as long as you hold fast to the faith like i have done you guys shall be okay I will not be there. I will have been gone. But these writings are for you. Take courage. Get encouragement. Wow. 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 Which goes to show that encouragement is not necessarily sweet, comforting words. Sometimes it can be a warning of what is to come. But God pre-warned you. So you hear it from him first, not from the situation. That last part of our study in this segment reminds me of Genesis 18 and 17, which says, The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? You know, in Daniel 4 with Rev G and Auntie Pauline, we learned that God also speaks to the heathens in dreams, as you could read in your Bible, as you could see. Nebuchadnezzar had dreams from the Lord but he didn't have understanding therefore there was a Daniel that was needed a solution that was needed for every dream that Nebuchadnezzar had God reveals secrets to those who fear him and he establishes his covenant with them I believe is one of the scriptures as well the more you hang out with God the more he reveals hidden secrets let's go back into the study first he prepares your heart that's right. so yeah and in revelations i just went through revelations really quick there's somewhere where i wrote i think god was revealing to, to john i believe he says you know uh the, the the scroll like read the scroll it's going to be bitter it will be bitter in your stomach that's you revelation know, Right, yes. It is going to be bitter. It's going to be bitter in your stomach, but it's going to be as sweet as honey. And God was also saying, 
to Ezekiel right prior to the book of Daniel, he was saying, you shall not open your mouth, but you will eat the scroll, eat the scroll, eat the scroll until your stomach is filled. And only then and then will you open your mouth and speak my word. Yes. Ooh, yeah. That was, the, was in Revelation 10 and 10. And you want to read it for us real quick? Uh, it says, uh, and, he, and I took the little book out of the angel's hand and I ate, and I ate it. Well, where was he telling him about the bitterness? It's, anyway, uh, I'll just read 10. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up. And it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. That's Revelation 10. 10. Amen. And then we, 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 we see that also uh, the Lord was revealing some things to Ezekiel, right? And he's saying that you don't open your mouth. Don't open your mouth. Eat, eat, eat the scroll until you're filled. And then you will speak my word. And then I will touch a little bit of that because we see even in chapter 7 here that Daniel had this vision, but he didn't open his mouth to say anything. He no. says, I kept, I kept the matter to myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, quiet. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, as I mentioned, you know, in chapter 6, you know, uh, they tricked the king and made him uh, decree, you know, a law that anybody who would worship any other god would be executed, right? And then Daniel was talking about uh, something similar to that. I think I already mentioned that. When we read uh, um, verse 24, chapter 7, it says, As for the ten horns, out of this, this kingdom, ten kings shall arise, and another shall arise after them. And he shall be different from the former ones, and he shall put down the three kings. And he shall speak words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and shall think to change the times and to change the law. And they shall be given into his hand for a time, times and a half. So, my question to you, I mean, we have, we have read about the definitions. We know, you know, uh, the definition of, of, of the bed. My question to you is that as we prepare, as we prepare for the ministry, for our calling, the things that God has called us to do, and most importantly, as we prepare for the second uh, coming of the Lord, and even before that, all these other things that are going to happen before then, what are we doing? How are we positioning ourselves? You know, because this, what we are doing here is all about preparation, right? And I remember the things, uh, I, I think, uh, uh, thrillers, introductory remarks to you know the whole study of the book of Daniel she mentioned something that that she felt that we are in a season where 
we need to be you know uh, ready for work when duty calls it's no time to say hey let me let me let me practice my keys let me practice my keys let me practice this song let me read the word no it's it's time to go it's time to go and uh, i remember what uh Inonga said last time like when it's time for battle uh-uh it's no time for preparation you're like hey hey you call it hey hey boss hey boss how do i load my uh rounds in this machine again no 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 you gotta be ready you gotta be ready to know what to do right so it's no time for preparation so i remember that you know it's like wow wow that's so so deep and she gave reference to uh the fig tree that looked so uh so uh, so delicious you know from a distance and jesus goes there there was nothing you know what he cursed it because yeah. even even the fig tree deceived in a way the lord right you know jesus goes there and says i'm gonna get something and ah, it's nothing and he cursed it right away and that's a that's that's a serious thing because even in the bible we see the bible says that you are the salt of the world not only are you the light of the world but you are the salt of the world and it says that 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 if the salt loses its saltiness it will be better that it is cast out right it's thrown away and it's trampled upon that is a very very uh, serious thing because if you as a child of god are not dominating in the realm in the sphere that god has called you into you are leaving your doors open to the attacks of the enemy when the enemy comes to attack you you're not gonna have the protection of god because you are out of the 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 the, the, the garden of eden where god has placed you and say take care take care of all these animals all these plants all these things take care of them but the fruit that is in the middle of this garden you will not touch so it's given the instructions uh, as as our chief commander he says this is what you gotta do be in your realm this is the place where i've placed you be in your realm be in your realm and i might also touch a little bit about the gift because your gift child of god my goodness your gift is essential your gift man this dawned on me and i was just crying to the to god i'll say god i'm really really sorry because i have not taken the things that you have you know uh 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 you have given me i've not taken them seriously every time like every once in a while it's like oh with that nonchalant kind of thing where you know well i'm gifted in this area so i'm not going to put you know 10 hours in it i'll just put one and you know flow by the spirit of god but no 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 children of god god has called us to dominate and uh, and it's true that the gifts that god has given us that he wants to use as as a platform to get to the rooftop so he can place you in a position of authority so that what you say now will go will carry out the word of the lord the bible says that if, if the, the bible says when the righteous are in authority when the righteous rule people rejoice why do they rejoice because the one who is in charge is is not just uh, making out laws for themselves but they are listening to god you know they are listening to to the god that is saying 
I have plans for you to prosper you, to bring you hope and a better future. You know, so so the gifts that God has given us are very, very, very important. And I'm just gonna read something really quick. You know, as I uh, progress here, something that um, uh, uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, you know, wrote in uh, in one of these books. First of all, the Bible says in Proverbs, right, that a gift, a, a man's gift, will make yeah. will make room for him and bring him before the king. Mm-hmm. That's Proverbs eighteen sixteen, mm-hmm. and 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 we see that in the book of Daniel. We see that in the book of Daniel, in as much as the Bible says that God gave or blessed uh, uh, Daniel and his contemporaries, you know, the gift and the skill in literature. And the Bible says, and to Daniel, God gave what? The understanding of visions and dreams. So that was, that was Daniel's wheelhouse. That was Daniel's gift there. But we saw how how Daniel moved from the position that he was into a place of what? Of leadership. With that gift. So anyway, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So where was I? Dr. Miles Monroe. Yes, Dr. Miles Monroe. So he says... So he says... Let me see. He says, God has put a gift or talent in every person that the world will make room for. And it is this gift that will enable you to fulfill your vision. It will make a way for you in life. It is, and it is in exercising this gift that you will find real fulfillment, purpose, and contentment in your work. It is intre- and it is interesting to note that the Bible does not say that a man's education makes room for him, <laughs> but that his gift does, and it, which is exactly, you know, what what happened with Daniel. Daniel was gifted with this literature, this knowledge, all of this stuff, well learned. But then it says that, but his gift, right? So he says, somehow we have swallowed the idea that education is the key to success. Our families and society have reinforced this idea to us, but we will have to change our perspectives if we are to be truly successful. Education is not the key to success. Don't misunderstand me. I believe in education. By the way, this man, if you know Dr. Miles Monroe, he had doctorate degrees and doctorate degrees, very educated guy. So it's like, however, if education were the key to success, then everyone who has a PhD would be financially secure and happy. If you are intelligent, but are not exercising your gift, you are probably going to be poor. If you are educated but have not developed your talent, you are likely going to be depressed, frustrated, tired. You will hate going to work on Monday mornings. Education in itself doesn't guarantee anything. It is your gift that is key to your success. Isn't that deep? Powerful. 
that is powerful. That is powerful. So, so your gift and my gift are very important mm -hmm. because, again, the strength that 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 has been made available to us, it it comes through those gifts. It it comes through you know uh, the the the. It is that that inner strength that, that God has, has given us, you know, because if he, 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 God calls you to be a preacher, he's going to give you, you know, the strength to do that. And that other people say, hey, you know, I'm just a musician. My job is to play the best. I, I can't do what you do, you know, because that's their, that's their wheelhouse. That's something that God has, has given them, them the strength to do. And to each one of us, the Bible says what? He has given us a measure. Of, of faith, measure of, of, of grace to flow in the domain that, you know, he has given us. So we see first of all here in chapter seven, that Daniel gets these revelations, these dreams, you know, while he's laying down. And then the second thing that we see is that he does what? He writes down the vision. He writes down the details of the vision. So why was this significant? Anybody? Somebody? Write down make it plain and simple. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So we can see even from there that Daniel was a guy that knew the word of God. Daniel was equipped to fight. He had the sweat of a spirit. All the, you know, uh, these uh, uh, descriptions that Ephesians, you know, uh, you know, is it six or eighteen that that it talks about? Ephesians six, you know, uh, put on the whole armor of God. Daniel, in my opinion, had that. He knew the Lord. He knew what other prophets had prophesied. So he writes down this vision and Habakkuk chapter two, verse two tells us that, write the vision, make it plain on the tablet so he may run who reads it. Just to give you a, a brief uh, background on the book of Habakkuk, I. You know, it, it, it is believed that this book uh, uh, was written just before the fall of Aspria and the rise of Babylonian or Chaldean Empire. So this was a time when the prophet Habakkuk cry, cried out to the Lord to complain about the rising tide of social injustice by the self-indulgent and corrupt leaders of his time because there were no checks and balances for, for wickedness and violence was all over the place and uh, uh, Habakkuk was so confused at the fact that um, that that God seemed to be taking longer to answer him he cried to God how long how long God will you let you know this evil to you know keep going and um, 
And then the Lord told him that he would use Babylon as a sword of judgment to punish Judah because Babylon was very deep, like we all know by now. Babylon was very deep in idolatry and spiritual prostitution. So his prayer to God was pretty much a complaint on why God seemed to be so indifferent, so unconcerned because he took too long to answer his prayers. And the prophet grieved over the fact that God seemed insensitive. God, you don't care. You know, so God responds to Habakkuk and say, write the vision, make it plain on the tablet, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits an appointed time. If it hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Again, that's Habakkuk 2, verse 2. So there are a number of things that we can learn from that passage of scripture. And the first thing we know or rather that we see or that we can observe is that God instructs Habakkuk to write down the vision and he gives him the explanation on how to do it and why he needed to do that. Make it plain on the tablet, on the tablet. And that could have meant that he needed to make it legible so that it may be read quickly and that was a reference that was generally made to the inhabitants of Judah who would flee after receiving news of incoming invasion. So this is why I believe the part of uh, the part that follows says, so he may run who reads it. Because a dream or vision isn't about the, the good news all the time. So that in itself, we, 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 can, we, we can see how it relates to the dream that King Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel had. The Bible says that they were troubled, right? Here Habakkuk says that, so that he that reads it may run. So that literally means running away from it because those dreams were terrible. Those visions were terrible. They would make people sick. It made Daniel sick. It made uh, uh, the king uh, Nebuchadnezzar trouble. It made him sick. And we see that in Daniel 7.15. Daniel says, I, Daniel, was troubled in my spirit and the visions that passed through my head or through my mind disturbed me. And then Habakkuk was sick too at the things that the Lord had revealed to him because he kept crying and crying and crying. And then God said, you know, uh, I am going to do a thing that even if I told you, you would not believe. And in uh, Habakkuk 3 verse 1, we hear Habakkuk say from this, Actually, from verse 16, he says, I hear and my body trembles. Am I going too fast, guys? Everybody still there? 
All right, now I can't hear anybody. Hello. Hello. Here. Hello. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Everybody, okay, all right, all right. It's so quiet in here. I feel like I was talking to myself. It's very yeah, quiet. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning it. It's very quiet. <laughs> all right. Are you guys following me though so far? Yes. Yeah. All right. I hope I'm not losing a a anybody. You know, I'm, I hope I'm not losing anybody. So. Habakkuk 3.16, Habakkuk responds and says, I hear and my body trembles, my lips quiver at the sound. Rottenness enters into my bones, my legs tremble beneath me. Yet I will quietly wait for the day of trouble to come upon the people who invade us. The vision of the Lord. So in as much as it was a terrifying experience, in as much as it would, uh, in, I mean, in as much as it was bad news for those who invaded the, the Lord's people, it brought hope and comfort to the people of God regarding their future. And this is why we see in verse 17 that Habakkuk now responds to the Lord and says, you know, though the fig tree should not blossom, no fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive bell and the fields yield no fruit, the flock be cut off from the fold and there be no head in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will take joy in God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me trade on high places. So now the Lord responds to Habakkuk. Now he's like, okay, now I understand why the Lord, you know, took so long to respond. If God reveals his plan and God showed him some great things that just made him sick. So we see again here that I think we have a good reason why, uh, a good understanding rather why, you know, Daniel took, you know, the time to, to write down the vision because what used to happen also in the ancient Near East, it was customary whenever there was uh, a prophecy that you documented, that you write it down. Excuse me. So that in the event that it comes to pass, they would double check and say, okay, this was what was spoken by Prophet Isaiah and what just happened. Now, you know, they would check the facts because they were not only the prophets of God at the time. Remember, they were magicians, you know, they were sorcerers, enchanters, and everybody was in the path. Everybody was in the big part. Everybody wants to be a part of a part and parcel of what uh, uh, was going on, uh, part of, uh, 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 and parcel of what was to come. Everybody wanted to play a role. And then we see that even with King Nebuchadnezzar and his people, 
you know, that they're trying to, you know, give him this interpretation of these dreams, but actually, you know, no, you can't because God is speaking and you take somebody who knows God, somebody who understands, you know, who, who is moving, you know, in the, in the spirit of God, somebody who's opened their lives to God, you know, for him to wake in and through them, you know, to be able to understand those things and to, to interpret, you know, uh, those, those, those dreams. And then... Uh, can I just add before you sure, move on? While sure, we're, sure. While we're on that, um, I mean, I, I like to call her my mentor. Auntie Pauline taught me, because I, I mean, I'm a dreamer and I always um, encourage the same for anyone that kind of, um, you know, friends that I know like uh, dreamers, I'm always encouraging to say, get a notepad specifically for the dream recording and that's something I learned from her like keep it by your bedside because um, there's a scripture numbers 12 6 it says and this is God speaking number 12 6 it says uh, uh, God is saying is there a prophet among you and he says uh, I will make myself known to him mm, mm dreams and visions i will reveal myself to him so when you know that you have a prophetic anointing or prophetic calling or prophetic gifting one of the things that you will you will know is that numbers 12 6 will be your reality where god starts to reveal things to you in dreams and i feel that even as we're reading daniel with it being a preparation sometimes we could be dreamers and i mean like like rev and auntie pauline said when we did daniel 4 dreams are just the methods god uses to speak to us um and it's not so much to you know now have the title of a prophet but it's to also make you aware that if you are you know i i've had god warn me about relationship issues through a dream before they happened i've got a new job which god gave me a dream before it happened so but i write these things down in a specific book for dreams and i i literally look forward to going to sleep because but there's sometimes that you're saying i mean i don't have scary dreams or anything like that but most of the times i, I wanted to share that because um the whole essence of us reading Daniel, like we learned last week, is it's a template, not just the story right. we're reading. Right. We're reading a template that tells you, if I do this, I will get this. So we see, right. as as you're saying now, Daniel was in training. The dreams God gave, the dreams God gave Nebuchadnezzar that allowed Daniel to now interpret were training for this moment right here, for such a time as this. So I, I think that for people who desire to, oh God, I want to hear more of you, I want to hear more of you, just pay attention to this template that we're learning. Maybe God speaks to you in dreams. Are you paying attention to them? You may not necessarily know what they mean, but uh, commit to getting your notepad and leave it by your bedside because what you are essentially telling God is, I'm ready to hear from you. And you know, even if you don't know what they mean, the Bible says we see in part, they might be somebody that is able to interpret it for you. Or like, like me now, I'm just saying, God, I wanna learn how to interpret my dreams so that when I wake up, I will write it down and I'll, I'll know what it means, screen it through the scripture. But um, I don't want to go ahead of you, but I, I can see, obviously, Daniel has reached a place where even he can't interpret that dream. Um, right, so, right. so, you know, 
but uh, yeah, numbers twelve six is, is a good one. And just if there's any dreamers on on the study tonight, just to to, to use this as a template, that perhaps that might be a way God speaks to you, and it right. might be investing in a notepad. It won't cost you much, and yeah, just write write it down. Powerful, 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 powerful. So I like that 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 yes, that template, you know, kind of thing, you know, idea. And it is exact. One of the consistent things that I know that I've learned this season is that dreams are one of the methods that God uses to speak to us. And so as you just heard my encouragement, get that notepad and pen and jot those dreams down. Some may not be from God, but some are definitely from God. Screen them through the word of God for your interpretation. Let's get back to the study with Brian what in my opinion as I was studying this this uh, uh, this book uh, uh, and particularly chapter 7 I'm like okay what is the main the main story here you know and also the the scripture that I read earlier on that you know God reveals to us you know the things that he wants us to learn about things that he's warning us about he reveals he reveals those things to us you know it could be you know, through um, through his word, it could be through uh, dreams, it could be through listening to a, a sermon, a message, uh, it could be through, you know, having, you know, through conversations with, uh, you know, friends or colleagues, uh, um, you know, your, your siblings or whatnot. God can just, uh, you know, use whatever means, you know, uh, at our disposal to try to, to get our attention. So whatever that means to you, you know, uh, make sure that you just pay attention. It could be during your devotions, like Twila was saying, if you like writing things down, you are a pen and, and paper kind of person, you like jotting notes down, and you will notice that when you're writing your ideas, when you're doing your Bible studies, you know, you notice that your hands sometimes it's almost like you're not holding your hand and then ideas are just flowing and flowing you know that could be one way that the lord is is speaking to you and then don't take those things that is revealing to you lightly pay close attention to what he's, he's saying that's how you grow that's how you grow because he says my sheep hear my voice right they know me and they follow me but we're not gonna know the voice of the lord if we don't pay attention to the things that he's saying to us a lot of times we just want the big things we just want this this thought you know from heaven that's gonna come you know to let me know that this is what what the lord is saying well that says the lord you know uh-uh you know he speaks to us sometimes in a very small and, and still voice you know i remember myself recently i had a dream i think it was maybe two months ago you know, I, I woke up first of all in the morning, I had my devotion and whatnot. So I went in, into my living room and I sat on the couch and then I was just kind of looking up, you know, and I'm just meditating upon, you know, the Lord and what, what I believe he was teaching me that, that, that morning. And then, you know what, I was tired. I just went out, just like that, but, I had a terrible dream, all right? I had, I, I experienced a terrible dream and I woke up crying, literally. 
And then as soon as I woke up, I just rolled off the, the couch and I was, I was on my knees and I was crying even when I started praying. But you know what? I detailed the specifics of, uh, of the dream, you know, and I shared it to one of my pastor friends and, and he was like, he was like, man, I have never had anybody, you know, share with me their dream in, 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 you know, with such level of detail. It's like I'm sitting here listening to you and it's like an, a movie that is unfolding before my own eyes. It's like, man, even the, the wording, you know, and the, the, the way that you express what was going on, it's like it is so deep. And man is like, I am telling you, I am telling you that that dream is from God. I am telling you that. And then we started talking about that. And then I pretty much had a good sense of what the Lord was, what was saying. And then that's one of the things also that we learn in, you know, in, uh, in, in the book of Daniel. I mean, this is all part of, of, of preparation again, right? So Daniel, you know, he talks to, to the guard, Ariel, right? And then he tells him, hey, this is what the problem is. But Daniel goes and he explained the matter to his friends, right? But, but of course, they didn't know what the dream was. But he's talking to them. He's talking to somebody, you know. And, and, and that shows us, you know, the, that, that this man, this young man was very, very humble. You know what he could have done? He's like, you know what? You know, forget it. I'm, I'm very gifted, in, you know, in, with interpretation of dreams and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'll just handle it myself. I'll just talk to the Lord and I'll, I'll take it from there. But you know what? He was all inclusive and he shares that, um, that dream with his, with his friends and they help him pray. And he, he comes, you know, with, um, uh, with the answer to the king. And even then, he didn't tell Ariok that, hey, I have, you know, before, before he went back to the king, right? He didn't tell Ariok that he was gifted in, uh, in, in interpreting vision. He didn't. No. 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 And that was a smart move. He, he didn't say anything. He, he didn't say anything. And you know what? It was a very tempting situation because Daniel would have just said to Ariok and say, hey, you go tell the king that, that I, Daniel, super Daniel, big Daniel, you know, can interpret his dream, okay? Let him call me or something like that. You could have done that. Let him call my agent. <laughs> right, right. But he did not trust Ariok with that. No. Wow, that's powerful. That is powerful. He just kept, he just, he just kept that to himself. You know, there are some certain things that you got to learn to keep to yourself. Remember Nehemiah, remember Nehemiah, oh my goodness. Nehemiah went to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And the Bible says that he went with his men. And in the middle of the night, he wakes up and then he went around, he went around. But the Bible says that he never said a thing that the Lord had revealed to him to anybody. Not even the closest people that he was with. Not the closest people. Sometimes it's quiet. Sometimes sometimes you just gotta sip it until the very morning, and then everybody came, and uh, and that's when 
when he's talking to them like hey guys we all know what's up here you know uh, uh, the, the walls of Jerusalem are in ruin and we we gotta do something about that and they started talking and he said the Lord is supporting me this is what the Lord told me and then they like okay we are with you let's build now can I just and say he, actually, whilst go ahead go ahead giving right. an example on Nehemiah the whole the whole story starts off with the king noticing his countenance is down exactly so he has an issue about his daddy's land being dilapidated needing uh, resuscitation but he still shows up to work and the king which to me really when you read Nehemiah I think it's chapter 2 it shows the relationship they had you're not the friend that you know when things are not going too great and things are going great you know right. friends so they have this relationship and the king says what is it with you today you, your countenance doesn't look right and you're right. you're not thick so this must be something in your heart what's going on and he's pouring the king the wine and I can just hear him say, well, how can I not be sad when my father's land is da-da-da-da-da? And the king now asked him, he literally had to, uh, what's the word, pull it out of him, bring it out of him. Like, okay, so now that you know that that's the situation, what do you want? And he now right. starts, I want to go back and rebuild. But right. I think a lot of the times we are, my father's land is broken. I need to go and build and the enemy can hear it. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how far you go to rebuild. <laughs> That's powerful, Brian. That's powerful. Right. Yeah. So there was wisdom. The Bible says he talked to Ariok with wisdom and touch. This is a guy who comes from nobility, right? Right. So he was very aware of the communication protocols that happened in the royal family. Yeah. So he didn't even know if uh, if 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 Ariok would try to do a thing like say something that would throw him under the bus, because that would have been possible. He didn't know if Ariok was uh, friends with uh, some of these officials in the government. You know, later on he discovered, you know, he discovered how they were, like they're trying to set him up. So he didn't trust anybody. He says, hey, take me before the king, take me before the king. And then he's like, okay, I'll make that happen. And then Daniel goes before the king. And then he has words one-on-one -on -one with the king. So mm -hmm. I was sitting there, I was like, wow, this is deep. And I read somewhere in, in Proverbs, I wrote that scripture somewhere, but I, it would take me a minute to find it. But it says something that the king delights in a wise time, something like that. I'm just paraphrasing that, all right? He delights in, in the wise, in, in a wise time. So. Daniel goes before the king and he has a conversation with the king and King Nebuchadnezzar has Daniel as his own as a, as a last resort now sorry Brian yes I, 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 please hold on to that thought I need to share something that the Holy Spirit has just dropped in my heart and this might be for somebody on here mm -hmm. uh, while you're talking about keeping some stuff to yourself right there is a, such a big, uh, anyway, I'm not going to beat around the bush 
what I just heard was, remember the Shunammite woman, when her son died, she called for them to bring the donkey or the ass, whatever animal it was, and she said, bring it, because she, she wanted to go and go to the prophet who prophesied of the birth of this child, because remember, initially she was barren. So, so she didn't even tell her husband why she needed the, 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 the donkey, the mode of transportation and where she was going. Because her husband actually said, why are you going? It's not, it was a time of a season when it wasn't time to go up to prayers, to the synagogue, to the church. I'm paraphrasing, but even he wondered, why is she asking for the car? Why is she asking for the donkey? What's happened? What's, what, what's going on? And she said, nothing, just bring the car, bring the donkey. And she went to make her request known to the prophet who in that story to me represents God. And she presented the problem that her son was dead. So in that situation, there are certain things that God wants us to pay attention to in this season that when our life transitions, not even the person you sleep next to ought to know. That now that's not keeping a secret. That's one thing I want to highlight. But you will need to, if that if that's for you, you will need to go back to God and say, God, what are those things? Because we see in scripture, if if you don't believe me, go back and read the Shunammite woman. It is the Shunammite woman, right? The one that made the extra room upstairs for the problem. Yes, it is. It is. It, yeah, so she didn't tell her husband, actually. The, the Bible says that in the day when the son fell ill, he was with his father and the father says, go back to your mom. And I think he died in her hands. She went, laid him on the bed of the prophet. And she said, get me the mode of transportation, whatever animal it was that she used back in the days. The husband wondered, where are you going? It's not time to go to church. Today we could say it's not Christmas. It's not uh, Easter Sunday. What's going on? And she just said nothing just give me the donkey and she saddled to the prophet and went and told him what the situation was then he came and laid on top of him those two knows and we know the story he got resurrected the other story that god was reminding me of was that of abraham it is not documented that when god said to abraham go and sacrifice your son that he went and had a discussion with his wife who by the way was part of the whole equation of bringing isaac into this world the man just got up and went in obedience so it's so critical this whole thing of not saying a word uh, because sometimes you may think oh that's my best friend that's my mom that's my sister that for people who are married that I, i'm not going to get into the marriage scenario because i'm not there but it's it, it's just worth paying attention to what is it that we are sharing sometimes we share I was saying to uh, somebody this week how God had stopped me from sharing a testimony. He was like, it's too soon. Just keep quiet. Yesterday, I went to a barbecue, family barbecue. Uh, God said, don't tell them about this new job. And I kept saying, God, what is the problem? And it's like, now, I'm, as you are speaking about keeping quiet, I'm just like, wow, they, there are some things that God wants you to preserve. When he shows you, it's not for you to... Uh, broadcasting. That's why we get right. in trouble 
we're getting in trouble because we're busy posting on Instagram, busy posting here and putting this one. Only share it when the Holy Spirit says, go and share it because you may feel the vision before the runner runs with it. So I just wanted to get that out. Um, thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Deep, deep stuff, deep stuff. All right. Anybody else? Any contributions so far? I know I, you know, said a lot of stuff here and I just want to see if anybody has, you know, has something that they feel the Lord is impressing on their hearts. You got a word for somebody, you know, any contributions that you want to make? Uh, you know, let's, 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 let's talk about, about uh, those things. Sorry, my keyboard is on here. Sorry. Um, yeah. Anybody? Somebody? Somebody? But just to, I just like what. <coughs> we can hear you. I just like what uh, Trina had said about keeping quiet, especially for certain things. God does something for you, like there's no need post it or anything and all that because I have a friend and um, well she likes posting her life on social media mm. so I was telling her well she's been dealing with some sort of depression okay. so I was telling her that you know it's not every time when something good that happens in your life you have to post it on social media because when it doesn't work out again, you become depressed and it just becomes a problem. I used to be like that, but then now these days, I'm just like, people are just like, oh, have you blocked me? I don't see your statuses anymore. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like I, I totally agree with, um, with what Trina just said. Like, you know, there's no need to let the whole world know what's what's going on in your life like yes you can tell certain people but certain things just need to be for you to celebrate just for you like you know because even for me i remember when i started working it was only my mom and my brothers that really knew that i was working i didn't tell anyone because it's not everyone who can be happy for you you know so Sometimes it's better to be mindful certain things to people. Right, girlfriend, that's right. So certain people maybe ten, maybe won't pretend to be happy, but yet they're not happy. And they'll go out there or maybe I'll go like, hey Tina thinks she's all bad just because she's got a new job and everything. So <laughs> you know, so we just need to be mindful. I know we get excited into <laughs> sharing. Oh, it's so hard. You were <laughs> the Holy Spirit's like, no. And you're like, you know, it's something just to right. me, like, Natasha, don't do it. Just keep quiet. Yeah. Just celebrate, celebrate alone. Like, just go and pray or, or sing or just eat. I don't know. Just do something to celebrate alone. So I just wanted to agree with what Trina was saying. Amen. Anybody? Somebody? Well, just to add on what um, Sister Twila stated and what Natasha said just now, 
I think the key to knowing the seasons, because there are times when God does something and you need to share. And of course, the seasons when, the times when he does something for you and you, you are not supposed to. So I think the key to that is the relationship you have with the Holy Spirit. He's the one who's going to determine. He's the one who's going to say, right. And here you can't. So really, and even if you were not, Sister Tula, you were stopped from sharing um, over the weekend. It doesn't mean that when something good happens, you'll be stopped from sharing. So there'll be specific people you share with. So at the end of the day, it's as the, spirit, as the Spirit of God prompts you, as the Spirit of God leads you. And you will only know that when you have that deep relationship <coughs> with Him. And for those people that we see from a distance, it's also easy to judge some people that, oh, they are putting all these things out there when we don't really know what's going on. So for the beginning for them is just to pray for them until they come to that realization that you know what i shouldn't be doing this because we just don't know what's going on in people's lives right? you just don't know some things that people will share you will think oh i would never do that until your time comes and god is saying share this share this to add what the the Spirit of God, when to step out and when not to. Mm-hmm. I like the part where it uh, says uh, there are certain people where maybe God will allow you to share with and yeah. allow to share. And which is true because there are times when something good happens, I'll just probably just tell one person and I'll be comfortable with that. And then the rest, I'll tell them maybe. They'll find out it's probably after months or even a year. And mm-hmm. I'll just, if I go to Twitter and say, Oh, Twitter, I got engaged, it just ends there. Or, oh, Twitter, I got promoted, it just ends there. And that's why I'm comfortable with telling Girl, you get it, guys. No, no. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, anybody? Ben, my man, you have been so quiet. I want to hear what's going on. What are you thinking? Thoughts and thoughts. Did you? Did somebody say Bishop Ben? Is that a prophet? Is that a prophecy? Yes. <laughs> Jacqueline, I'm gonna pick on you. Any thoughts? I was going to add, which pretty much everyone has said, is it's just to be weary, to be, to be cautious in the sense that those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. It's so here, here Twila's experience, but know that Twila's experience is a product of Twila's relationship with God. It is not set in stone it's not logos it's not twila is talking about twila's experience with god develop your own work with god and know when to maybe maybe yours is never shared i'm just saying this because no offense africans have a tendency to be superstitious 
and the enemy can play on your mind. And rather than being spirit-led, you're actually just afraid. Mm. You're afraid that, you know, you will say something. Because I actually had something recently, and I don't know if anyone has said this before. But you know how people said that um, Joseph shouldn't have shared, shared his dreams with his brothers and his family? Because if he didn't, he wouldn't have gone through what he went through. But then if he didn't, they wouldn't have put him in the pit. He wouldn't have landed in Egypt. He, exactly. He, so I'm, I'm not saying share. I'm not saying don't share. I'm just saying those who are led by the spirit are sons. So keep your ears open, really. That's the, that's the key thing here. Not, not, don't copy and paste Twila's experience in your life. And, 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 then, and then use that as, you know, as a measure of whether or not to share. Then you now, you now enter into fear because you've, you don't really, you've, you've, you've left the fact that the reason why Twila didn't share was because she had a nudge in her spirit not to share. Not because she was afraid that sharing, because you know, God gives gifts, and He's giving. If He's giving you, He's giving you. That's it. Right. Right. Um, but, and I say this because, for example, when when Jesus was born, when God saw that um, Herod was going to kill him, he he impressed upon Joseph and Mary's heart to, to leave the, the vicinity and go somewhere else. So God knows how to protect his own. He knows how to preserve. If it's your dreams he's giving you, he knows how to do it. So if he exposes you to Pharaoh, fine. Um, just so long as you don't go into fear, which I personally think Africans have a tendency to be superstitious because I've had family friends who say things to me like, oh yes, oh yes, we're fine. And suddenly you just hear they're in the, they're, they're in the US or in the UK on holiday. And I'm like, you didn't say. And I'm wondering, okay, you know? So it's all, sometimes there's some funny, I don't want to say funny practices we, we engage in, but I'm just saying this to say that it just helps to remind the mind that God actually is your shield. But keep that in focus. Those who are led by the Spirit, it's a leading. And it's every day, it's per minute, per time, per season, per situation, per whichever one else has said. But just to read right. to say, you know, let's just remind ourselves that it's not that we should be afraid of sharing. Because the Bible says we overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So testifying actually magnifies God and builds faith among brethren. And sometimes maybe you're not meant to share because I wonder why, why Mary left all her company where she was and went to Elizabeth to speak to her. And when she met her, the Bible says the, the, the baby in Elizabeth's womb leapt. Mm -hmm. So why didn't she share what was going on in her life with all her, her, her young friends, in, you know, where she was living? Why did she seek, seek out Elizabeth? So I'm, I'm, I'm just pulling out all these examples to say, 
it's a leading. It's not. This is not like a, a a new law that you know thou shalt not share, thou shalt hear, but just yeah. just as a, a reminder, you know, um, and and depending on your own personality too, because maybe your own nudging is to share more, and that is what God is trying to develop in you, and maybe yeah. for you for a different person is to share life. Right. So just right. just just a reminder to say, it's not. For us to walk in fear, just walk with the Holy Ghost, and that's mm. that's the fun part. Just just be led mm. by the Holy Ghost. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody? And 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 what I was thinking too is that sometimes it's too it's it's good to zip up. And just kind of don't say a word because the Bible says that life and death lies in the power of the tongue. So if God gives you direction in regards to what he wants you to do and you open your mouth before the vision matures, then people are going to kill it because they are vision killers. The enemy is one of them. He's going to use people and they are going to say some things that are going to become you know a hindrance to something that god is trying to do in your life i mean it doesn't matter whether one is saved or not the bible says period that life and death lies in the power of a tongue because we are all a, a product of god's creation right you know god spoke things into being let there be boom and there was let there be boom and and, and we have that dna you know, within us, we can speak to, to things, we can speak to situations. That's why the Bible says, if you have faith small as a mustard seed, you will speak to the mountains and move and they shall be moved. So sometimes it's just good to wait until, you know, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the right time until God says, okay, now you can. Or sometimes you don't have to say anything. You just let it roll and let people see for, for themselves, right? Why? Because the Bible says that we are later sent from God. So one thing that I personally know about the later is that it's always addressed to somebody else, right? You don't sit down and say, oh, dear Ben or dear Brian, how are you doing? I'm hoping that this season finds you, yada, yada. You don't, nobody does that. You can't address a letter to yourself. It is always addressed to somebody else. So if the Bible says that we are letters sent from God, then we need to let, you know, people read off from us. Let them read the content, whatever it is that they want to learn about God. They want to find about, you know, the love of God. Let them see it in the way that we, we relate with them. Let them see it in our actions. Let them see it in the things that, that we do. The Bible says that we, you know, we have, you know, we are in the light. We are walking in the light. So, 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 so let the content let that light of god shine upon your life and let that word of god that is in you all right just picture something an object all right just picture. i want to take this opportunity to thank all the guest speakers that we've had throughout the studying of the book of daniel and i'm excited for the ones that are coming in the next few chapters also special thanks to katendi for this amazing song called ndemi totela Let's go back into the study.
object that's in that is in the dark and it's all covered with this scripture all right just picture that for for one second it's in the dark and then when the light shines on, on that object what what's gonna happen so the people who are in the dark they they're gonna start seeing what is written on it right so that the same way we need to be like that we carry the word of god we walk in this dark world let that light of god illuminate all this content that people want to see sometimes hey you just need to be quiet and let them see oh daniel now he's promoted he's uh he's one of the top uh you know three officials in babylon oh wow i didn't i i didn't see that coming yeah he was wise you know he was wise because he trusted on the lord he was one person that would just never share things anyhow he understood he had the word of god and that's why the bible says god was saying to ezekiel eat eat the scroll don't speak a word until you are full until that vision matures you know for a vision is for an appointed time though it may tarry okay i know you have the age to speak it out to let everybody know that ha 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 the wrath of god is coming on on you if you don't repent he's like no 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 it is for an appointed time wait until it matures when it has fully matured then you will speak it out and that at that time god will have prepared you know people to uh uh uh, uh you know to do his thing you know and and then even you know i like what a lot of you said about moving you know in step with the spirit of god when we look at genesis god gave adam you know some work to do right adam was gifted in his own area it doesn't say specifically but we know that he was given a lot a lot of responsibility he was given work to do he was in the presence of god you know that's where god instructed him you know he was in the presence of the lord so it is imperative like you say to move in 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 step with the spirit of god and if you look out at the life of jesus christ you know he was everything that he did was just centered out, uh, around the holy spirit number one first of all you know he's born of the spirit right and then he's baptized by the holy ghost he's led into the wilderness by the holy ghost you know he says that there's nothing that i do that i don't see my father do nothing that i say that i don't see my father do so even as we exercise these spiritual gifts god wants us to get to that place of wisdom you know by his spirit to get to a place uh, of discernment by his spirit where we can descend when the enemy is trying to attack and use the wisdom that god has given us remember the bible says that the serpent was the wisest creature that god ever created all right but you know what we serve a god who is wiser than the serpent so so god is able to give you and i the wisdom you know to 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 descend the enemy's tricks the bible says we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy so if we hold on to the lord and we 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 walk in step with the holy ghost you know a lot of the issues that we face the daily battles we are going to be able to overcome those those issues so so as we enter even in this you know season of 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 preparation i am just i'm just praying i'm just praying i'm just praying that 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 god may cause us to go into that deep sleep the same sleep that he put adam into that god may cause us you know to 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 to, to, 
to to be a people who are going to to wait on him you know on on what i call this er table all right you know because i believe that god is getting ready to do something you know uh, in our lives if he has not already you know started doing that and i know probably some of you have already gone through the furnace you know and and some of you are probably uh, about to go through the furnace and you're wondering what's going on am i going to survive this but i want to let you know that you will survive it because the bible says that our god is a consuming fire our god is a consuming fire so you may go through that fire it's not gonna burn you it's not gonna burn you because you are under the wings of the almighty god he's the same god it's the same god that appeared to moses in that burning bush and moses was like wow why isn't that bur- that, that bush burning why is it not consumed because uh, that bush was burning in the presence of the lord and he says uh, don't come near take off your shoes because this is holy ground this is holy ground you know so so god is a consuming fire fire is part of the nature of god so even though you may go through it that fire is not meant for you it is meant for those who are opposing you it is meant for those who are against the will of god not children of god you may be in the den of lions but the, those lions are not going to consume you they will not devour you because our god our lord jesus christ he is the lion of the tribe of judah so god is going to sh- to, to keep those the, 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 those those lions away from you god is going to keep that that, that situation calm for you that's the type of god that we save so as we go through different seasons of our lives and some of us uh you know are, are praying for for wives some of us are praying for husbands some are praying for children some are praying for new jobs some are praying for new heights in ministry as we enter through that season allow god to put you into that deep sleep but the secret is that you gotta be in tune with the spirit of god the secret is that that you gotta allow god to wake in you be in the be in the spotlight be in the spotlight because that man that is coming for you is not looking in the bars on the restaurant or grocery store he is going in the spotlight he's going in the spotlight remember when uh, when 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 uh, um, who was this uh, when this servant went to go and look for uh, 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 Isaac's uh, a wife we remember that story very well where did he go he went to the well right so he went he went to the well he went to the spotlight because that's where the action was the, you know the well is symbolic of life the well is symbolic of everything there was water there water symbolic of life it's symbolic of purity you know water you know is the one that they would use to you know uh, wash to, you know to to bath you know to be clean you know to feed the animals it was a symbol of wealth so the well was where the action was at and then this servant goes there to look he's just waiting waiting to see if i find somebody he prays to the lord if i get a, a a young lady who is going to be willing to offer me something to eat that they're going to lower their jar offer me something to drink and you know and for my camels to i will know so be in the spotlight with the gift that god has given you 
be in your zone be in your element be deep in, in in the work of the lord and let everything else fall off and i i promise you the grace of god is sufficient and i know that sometimes it's hard you know sometimes you you're like god you know i need somebody just somebody to do it somebody talk to somebody or something like that or you're praying for kids or something like that new job i know those things are important but be in the spotlight because when you are in the spotlight the grace of god is sufficient god will give you strength for, for, uh, according to the gift that he has given you look at that look look at adam adam was 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 the guy never realized he needed a woman you know in his life it wasn't just for companionship but it is all about destiny it is all about destiny it is all about destiny so even if this word i know it's for somebody even as you are in the search it it is all about destiny anything that is outside the destiny that god has placed on your life pray it away pray that it be a thousand miles away from you in the name of jesus christ in the name of jesus christ this is all about destiny so adam is deep is deep is deep is deep is doing the work of god god is like i gotta put this man to sleep and he's talking to adam in the cool of day i'm just you know and this is my imagination in the cool of the day he's talking to adam you know i know time is running out i gotta wind up you know he's talking to adam and he pushes the button and i i can imagine god calling adam god calling adam like adam adam you know is 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 giving him his shot of or anesthesia or whatever you want to call it i'm just you know having fun with text here and adam is slowly going out in that deep sleep god is calling adam like yes lord adam yes lord adam the third time adam is out and god begins to do this major operation and then he takes this rib out of him you know and adam wakes up from that sleep and is like whoa this is flesh of my flesh and bones of my bones and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of me how did how did adam know that the man was asleep he was in a deep sleep how did he know that but that's what happens when god puts you in this deep sleep you know when you are laying down and and and, and your spirit is very much awake your spirit is very much awake your spirit doesn't sleep your mind needs the rest it can go to rest that's okay your body needs its eight hours of sleep or whatever works for you that's okay but your spirit is active and listening to god all the time you know haven't you wondered why the bible says our god never sleeps our god never slumbers we are his product we have his dna so his spirit was alive and he was aware of what god was doing on that operation table and this man wakes up and he's fully there's no doubt it's like hey this is my my partner that is is going to help me you know to get to the destiny to the place of my destiny so this word is i know this word is for somebody that that even as you are seeking god in whatever areas in your life you know you know just just be in your zone be in your zone in that spotlight that's where all these things are going to come remember the scripture says seek your first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you that seeking is not happening in the restaurants in the bars it's not happening anywhere else but it is in the spotlight that god has put you in and that is the garden that is the garden it is in eden which is symbolic of the presence of the lord 
God brought this woman to this man in his presence and say, here you are. This is the person that will incubate your, your vision. This is the person that you will incubate your, your, your dreams because she has such powerful you know, instincts. She will help you. The two of us will carry out my commands. You can't do it alone. The two of you, that's why scripture says two cannot walk together unless they agree. So again, I pray that you will pray you know that anything that comes your way will be a thousand miles away because those things are, are going to seek out to destroy your ministry they are going to be altars altars uh, or images of god as we have learned things that are going to be so deep in your head that they are going to 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 uh, to, to kind of create a disconnect between you and your god and which is going to fall back in the same situation that we saw with King Nebuchadnezzar and his people. So now be careful with the members of your body, these articles, the eyes, you know, be careful, you know, on how you see things, you know, with, with, with your eyes, you know, if you have to readjust the lens through which you are seeing the direction that God is taking you in, do that, do that, because I'm telling you, be in the spotlight, be in the spotlight, that's where the grace is, that's where the promotion is, and it is, you know, when you even come before the kings, just like uh, Daniel did, I mean, just like he did, just like Daniel did, all right, it is not just so much about showing up before the king, but it is about what you bring to the king's table that makes it worth his time. He listens, he's like, oh, you can interpret my dreams. Okay, let's do it. He gives him time. So it's not just enough to, to have a gift. It's not just enough to, you know, to, 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 to come before the great, to have all these great platforms, concerts or, or places where you can minister the word of God or, or, or job opportunities, careers that make you climb up in the corporate ladder. You know, it is not just good enough, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, what are you bringing before the king? What are you bringing before the Lord who has given you these talents? Remember the story of the talents, right? Remember some of those servants, they brought you know they made use of what god gave them and this one said oh i just kept this one because i i didn't want to use it because i didn't want to lose it you know you remember that story very well it is about what you bring before the king you know what sets you apart what makes him you know take you to another level so as you allow god to to work on your heart to work on your heart to work on your heart on this this operation table i pray that as you get up from that sleep that your spirit will be sensitive to what god is calling you to do that god will give you the grace and the the the, the, the anointing that the wisdom and the revelation and the discernment that you need you know to to be where you need to be because that's that's everything there that's everything everything that you need everything that you need is tied up within the gift that god has given you 
The Bible says that God had not caused the rain to fall because there was no man to till the land because there was no purpose. So God's provision, God's provision for your life is tied up. It is married to the purpose, you know, that God has for you. So that's why it's imperative when God gives us a vision, God gives us direction, we write it down because that vision will create the discipline that we need to follow through that vision. The, the, the Bible says that without a vision, you know, people cast off restraint. There are no breaks. They can go wherever they want to go, do whatever they want to do with whoever they want to do it with because there's no, there's no direction. But when you have a vision, you have purpose, you have direction, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, He will help you, you know, uh, fulfill that. The Bible says that a man you know uh can make plans right you know uh, uh the, 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 but the, but the lord orders his steps right yeah. you know i, I like what tdj says that, that say tdj jake said that 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 god pays for what he orders mm-hmm. all right so if god has given you this calling this vision you know if he is going to you know to 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 to, to make sure that you get in that spot and then lastly as i just wind up before i hand over you know, uh, I, I, I hear God saying, you know, that you are going to be okay as you go through, you know, this, this, this working through, you know, yeah. this operation. God, I hear God is saying, you are going to be okay. You know how people are so afraid when they go in the operation room, you know, they're like, oh my God, am I going to wake up or whatnot? But God is saying, you are okay because you know what, your heart is going to to lean right against God's heart and his heartbeat is going to sustain you because the heartbeat is the only beat that is consistent. His heart rate is not going to fall. Your heart rate is not going to fall because it is sustained by the constant heartbeat of God. And with that heartbeat, may you make melodies in your heart. With that heartbeat, may you 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 create a you know a, you know a vision that is going to help you by the help of God to accomplish you know the the goal the vision that God has 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 given you in the name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. All right, over to you. I don't know if anybody has anything to say or whatnot, but I I, I strongly felt that that is what. What, what, what God had, you know, uh, laid upon my heart. We didn't go into all these details about all what all these things mean, but the, the, the bottom line is that there is a kingdom of God that is coming to reign and how we position ourselves with the gifts that God has given us is what is going to determine what is going to happen in between now and then when we start seeing all these things that the Bible talks about, you know, the Antichrist is going to come, they're going to change the laws. And then and, and some of those things are already happening here. We can see it. Banks now, they're just sending you debit cards and saying, hey, oh, here, we just sent you a card with uh, some security features on it. There's a chip on it. Uh, you don't have to worry about what else. You toss the other one, you know, away. Now, stores are not accepting cash. You know, it's only the card, the same card that has uh, uh, a chip. The Bible says that let he that is wise do the calculation about this mark of the beast, you know, that, that the Bible is talking about. So this book of Daniel, this chapter 7, is a preparation of the things 
that are going to come, things that we didn't even have time to go through tonight. But that's a template, children of God. So if we look at the stand that Daniel made to oppose governments that were changing the laws and they're trying to get everybody to worship these idols, which in my opinion is going to be this beast that everyone at some point is going to, you know, to fight. And remember also, you know, you know, scripture says that you know, Daniel in his revelation that he says that, you know, one of these horns, I like the one that says the one that spoke so bossfully, the little horn. I was so excited about that. But anyway, he talked about, you know, the, the, the fact that uh, it would, uh, um, what was it? It would overpower the children, you know, of God. And I believe that was that would probably be the time when uh, when the rapture will take place. At that time, the Spirit of God would have departed, but there will still remain be some believers who probably were compromising, and then you know they will, they're going to be overpowered, you know, uh, by by the Antichrist because they they are not going to have much help. But that Bible says it's going to be only for for a short season, you know, and so all that. But anyways, regardless, this is just a template. So study and see the stand that Daniel takes with his gift, and then use that as a template and just plug in the other things and let the Lord help you out. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, ben, I was about to call him Daniel. <laughs> Ben's got his hand up um, for a while, so I'll let him go ahead. Hello guys, um, it's, it's, it's been awesome just listening to the revelations that have come out tonight and I just have simple things to really add to say that uh, without our gifts we are ordinary so the gifts are the extra to the ordinary and that's what sets us apart and um, for gold to be purified, it has to go through fire, right? And the, and the only reason why it has to go through fire is because as it goes through fire, certain impurities cannot live at certain temperatures. Right. So um, as the heat is getting hotter, um, the impurities begin to fall off because why? God, as you're going through the fire, God begins to show you who you are and who you are not. The impurities are who you are not. The purity is who you are. And you see, the whole time that, you know, gold goes through fire, the fire is not meant to, to hurt the gold. It's meant to bring it to its finest, purest form as the impurities are falling. So I feel that in this season, whatever we are going through, it's not meant to break us down, but it's meant to make, it, it's, it's really meant to strengthen us and to bring out the true virtues that God has instilled in all of us. And our gift is our unique value proposition that God has placed in all of us. Um, and if you look at Daniel, there were all these astrologers and all these different guys. And sometimes I think there was times when actually Daniel was sort of forgotten about. But then because he sustained his gift throughout all seasons, when the time for that gift was needed, then Daniel was called upon. 
But then if you do not hold on to that gift that God has given you, and you choose to dispose it because there seems to be no need, the day that the need arises, you may not be called upon. But if you hold on to that gift and keep refining it, the day it is needed, you will then be called upon and your rising will be seen. That's that's all. Powerful. Amazing. Um, we're like 15 minutes past our time. I wonder if anybody else has anything to say before um, maybe I bring this meeting to a close. Anybody got anything to add? Say, object to... Okay, um, so just thank you so much, Brian, for spending so much time in the Word. I feel like the two hours wasn't even enough for you to offload everything that you had. <laughs> that you no, had I still do. had more. <laughs> That's okay, I, though. That's fine. I, I know it's going to come. Yeah, um, but so far with everything that you've shared, I know that I personally picked up a few things that I can apply remember we're looking at daniel as a template now where we're getting the nuggets that we need in order to go away and see how they relate with our lives um so thank you for allowing god to use you and show you um the things that that you shared with us tonight and for everyone obviously that um contributed to the discussion i just wanted to point out the two things that for me stood out particularly for daniel 7 and then i'm going to ask um i don't know i feel like i should i started with fred hammond's no weapon formed against me shall prosper because when i was driving from work i felt that the holy spirit was saying and it's interesting fabiola's not on the line it's interesting that as the song was playing she literally heard the words that i was hearing the holy spirit say to me like there's a lot of he was basically saying there's a lot of people who are coming out to bible study tonight that are going through some stuff and they may feel like oh it's the end and i love how you know again uh, you know he he's confirmed the same thing uh through fabiola and also through brian when you're saying you you says god is saying you know when you're going into theater you you sometimes you get scared but god is saying you're gonna be okay you're gonna be okay and i i smiled at that because i have escorted quite a few patients to theater who like literally would jump off the bed and run home if they could but they sit there because they know they have to have this operation done so a lot of the times the person escorting them can give them that comfort so i'm hoping that um if that was for anyone because god's spirit doesn't lie and the fact when he says it twice or three times the matter is established um after i have finished sharing i wonder if um people have specific prayer requests that um, they may want us to pray for before we go. But the book of Daniel, for me, when I read it, it really was showing, for me, it was showing what Fred Hammond is singing about, is showing uh, where we are today, the world today in general. There's such uncertainty with everything going on that you begin to realize, actually, even your talent and your gifting cannot keep you. Um, and one of the things that I saw 
is I just want to point out really, really quickly, if you have to go, please don't let me stop you. But the, the, the things I wanted to highlight before we pray for specific prayer requests, verse four, verse five, verse nine, and 13 of Daniel seven really stood out to me and 16. So in four, we get the description, verse four, we are getting the description of the beast, the, the one that looked like a lion, had eagles uh, eyes, uh, sorry, eagles wings, and they, they, they were plucked off. When I looked at that, the lion is usually at the top of the uh, animal kingdom. So it's talking about some, a beast that is very powerful. Even Jesus uh, gives uh, an example how like he's a lion of Judah. So we're looking at something that is of power. The eagle is one of the birds that flies high, has a perfect view of like everything. And so there may be a situation in your life where you feel like there's this type of a beast and not from a superstitious point of view, but life attacks you in such a way. Um, uh, okay, Inonge has got a message. Uh, life attacks you in such a way that you feel something is coming at you that is powerful more powerful than you are but notice in the book of daniel 7 4 it says this beast's wings were plucked out and when we looked at um in chapter 4 when auntie pauline and rev were talking about the symbols like hands represent the work of your hands obviously this beast cannot fly without its wings so it's just an encouragement that if if there's a situation that feels like there's something that feels more powerful than you are its wings are basically plucked off. I loved how um, you were talking about uh, Adam being put to sleep and you emphasized on the rib and, you know, a suitable helpmate because one of the beasts had three ribs in its, in its mouth between its teeth and it was told, you know, to go and devour the flesh. In Ezekiel the other week, we looked at how there's somebody prophesying to the dry bones that flesh would come. But sometimes in life, we are attacked by something that comes to attack our flesh, that attacks everything that we've worked very hard for. The rib in obviously human anatomy represents something that protects the vital organs. And in scripture, we know that the woman is created from Adam's rib, which represents a suitable helpmate. So sometimes you might find that there is something that you have been working on that you know i don't know you're passionate about and, and you're walking in line with what you should be doing but the enemy comes and attack the very very thing that that you're you're working on and it is a suitable i don't even know how to phrase this but it attacks the very thing that god has put in your life or it may feel that way and again fear may come from that area but notice how in the later verses it talks about how these beasts were all defeated i'm gonna skip because um it says in verse 9 the ancient of days sat down now this is a vision a dream that daniel was having so in in our dreams and in our visions may we be able to see the ancient of days take his rightful place in what we are seeing, in what we are going after. May, may the Ancient of Days, who is God himself, because all these beasts were not defeated until the Ancient of Days came and sat down. And it says in verse 13 how um, uh, 
there was a night time i saw in the night vision and behold one like the son of man the word there night as we know with hebrew the word bed can mean several things as brian went through so sometimes when we do our study we just need to go a little bit deep what's the scripture saying the night time represents the darkest part of the day so to bring uh, daniel 7:13 into our lives into our context perhaps with everything that's going on with the pandemic and the changes that we've all had to experience it may be a nighttime season for us where it's the hardest and darkest part of the day you don't know whether you're coming in or going out you don't know how things are going to turn out you feel like you're on this operating table and you don't know whether you will wake up from the from the anesthetics you don't know how he's got how you'll be cut through life or whatever that represents your night vision but remember it says notice it says behold one like the son of man comes with the cloud the son of man jesus christ he's coming so god was showing daniel like he like uh, brian said in the beginning god would give gave him this vision to prepare him like no matter what you're gonna go through it, you're gonna be okay you're gonna be good the bible is not telling us that nighttime won't come the hardest time of the day or darkest part of the day will come but what he's telling us is that there is a rescuer there is a savior who will come in the night time of our lives and then the last thing i wanted to share was 16 where it says uh, and i came unto one of them so this is when daniel was grieved with the vision and what i saw was here is daniel who in all the previous chapters has been the to go to guy you have a dream call brother daniel he can reveal what god has to say but god brings him into a place where he has a dream and i was saying to god yesterday when i was reading this i was like wow this guy couldn't even understand his dream there was nobody now if daniel i thought to myself if daniel Daniel can't interpret this dream, Lord, who will? And then I noticed that in 16, he says, I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all things. So I started to ask myself, who is the truth of all things? Who would reveal the truth? Well, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. So when you look at daniel in his you know anointing and his gifting since we've talked a lot about gifts there's something that god wants us to see that gift alone will fail you you cannot operate in your gift without the holy spirit without the spirit the bible says that daniel had a spirit of excellence and i think derek reminded us last week that excellence is a spirit so with with uh, 16 we see how Daniel is, uh, like Brian said, he was, you know, afraid, wanted to run or, you know, whatever words you might want to use to describe his emotional and mental status. He just couldn't interpret this one. He interpreted everything. He read the writing on the wall. So if he wasn't able to, uh, if his gifting wasn't even able to, uh, 
to show him what the meaning of this was, then who would? And I realized that all of this stuff was happening in the dream. He got the interpretation of the dream in his dream because no man in his awakened life was able to interpret this. So this is how faithful God is. When he gives the dream, he will either prepare people around you to give you an interpretation. But like Daniel here, he says in 16, I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all things. Personally, I want to use my wisdom and my reading of previous scriptures that answer scripture. Scripture answers itself. Who is the one who would reveal all things? The truth is Jesus himself. And then it says, so he told me and made me know the interpretation of these things. So that for me spelled out Twila, no matter how talented you are, no matter how gifted you are, there's, there's going to be a stage in your life where your talent, your gift alone is not able to interpret your dream. And you're going to have to go to the one who reveals all truth. Let him be the one to tell you what I'm showing you means xyz what i'm explaining to you means this and that so that's uh, mainly what i wanted to uh, make sure that perhaps we also walk away from that we can't operate in our gifting without the spirit of god um, and that the ancient of days has to take his rightful place in our vision when we're writing our vision down may we not miss the moment when the ancient of days has taken his seat because that's when all these things that are like beasts that have a, that made us feel you know scared or uneasy or whatever they will have to bow when the ancient of days takes his um, seat they will have to bow and uh and so that that was it and some of the supporting scriptures i had was proverbs 25 2 which talks about um it is the glory of god to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search the matter out and that's what daniel did so i pray that we do take that template um to to go away and search out the matter search out what god is is trying to show us I don't know if anyone else has anything to say. I know we are way over time, but if we don't and people want to quickly share um, prayer requests, then I'm going to ask if Ben could kindly pray to close for us, please. Anybody, somebody, anybody, somebody? less than a minute so something that the Lord just uh, reminded me that I was gonna share is that while God elevates you with the gift that he has given you uh, whether it's a uh, uh, you know you know business endeavors you know uh, what whatever that you know will look like or whatever that looks like now what he's saying that be very very careful and watch for pride because pride was something that daniel really guarded his heart against yeah. when the magicians failed to interpret and he goes before god he says there's a god i know i can't do it no man can do it but i know a god who is able to do that so the lord is saying that just watch your heart 
you know, uh, uh, King Solomon was, uh, you know, uh, was one of the wealthiest kings that ever lived. He sought for wisdom. He said, God, you have entrusted me with these people that my father, you know, uh, led. But how am I going to do that? I'm only asking for wisdom. But God gave him wisdom. But you watch what, what that wisdom did to him. At the end of it all, it destroyed him, right? It destroyed him. That wisdom destroyed him, and he started. Uh, you know, he went. He goes back to Egypt, the very place where God delivered them from, and he's buying all these donkeys and all these things, and he's he's getting. You know, uh, he's receiving gifts from. Was it was that Mordecai? You guys can read the story, but at the end of the day, that crushed him. That that crushed him. And also, and lastly, the last thing I'm gonna say that every person, every character pretty much, not every, but most of them, that had the gift and had, and had, had come before the kings, they themselves either ended up being kings or they ended up being leaders. Look at David, you know, he came before, you know, King Saul, right? You know, he played skillfully, he played the harp. At the end of the day, what happened? You know, he, he came before the king, and then he, he came king. And then look at what happened to Joseph, you know, with his gift. He's brought in the palace. What happens at the end of the day? He becomes the leader in the entire land of Egypt. And then you can find many other, you know, examples. And it's exactly what we see with Daniel here, you know, but he was watching for pride. The magicians, enchanters. Uh, sorcerers, they say, tell us the king, may the king live forever, tell us the dream, and we, we, we will interpret it. But Daniel comes on the scene, he says, interpretations belong to God. Mm -hmm. Amen. So watch out for that. Amen. Um, uh, ben, you can pray for us, but I just want to read what Inonge had also. Inonge says, "I also had the word. I also had the word that God is carrying out operations, and we must not fear." Just right before I joined the call, so praise God. You know, the word of God says that the, at the witness of two or three, a matter is established. Amen. Um, God was already preparing my heart with saying, make sure you play no weapon formed against me before Bible study. And for a moment there, I was going to just like let you uh, go ahead. And I'm so grateful that, you know, um, you know, because that set that sets the tone, I think. So obviously, yeah, there's confirmation four ways. So may we remember when things are looking a little scary externally that God is God has covered us. The ancient of days has taken his rightful place in our lives and everything will be okay. Amen. 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 Thank you. So thank I can you go Lord. ahead and pray? Yes, yes sir. Okay. Thank you, Heavenly Father God, for your word and your spirit, Heavenly Father God, which is among us as your children, Heavenly Father God. In this season that we're in, Heavenly Father God, we pray that, Heavenly Father God, we may walk in humility and in wisdom, Heavenly Father God, that we may not miss a single word that you say, Heavenly Father God, that we, we may be alert to what you are saying, Heavenly Father God. 
be thou exalted and glorified heavenly father god because to each and every one of us you have deposited in us heavenly father god a gift and through that gift heavenly father god may we serve you with all our gifts heavenly father god may none of us heavenly father god hide their gift in the ground but may we oh heavenly father god bring our gifts and use them to your glory heavenly father god may none of us use our gifts heavenly father god to glorify ourselves but may we use it heavenly father god to signify the witness heavenly father god we know that the portion that you have prepared for us is great and therefore you are stepping us up heavenly father god to that play heavenly father god and we give you all the honor and all the glory knowing that heavenly father god no season comes by itself unless it is brought by you heavenly father god and therefore in all the season we pray for your wisdom heavenly father god and your spirit to be our guide to be our light to be our eyes in the name of jesus even as we heavenly father god go our separate ways at this very moment we know that we are going in one oneness and that spirit is the holy spirit it's in jesus name that we pray thanksgiving in our hearts amen thank you so much for joining us once again i do hope that you enjoyed listening to our bible study on playback but my greatest 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 request is that if you can make time on a monday at 7 p.m to 9 p.m bst no matter where you are why don't you join us over on zoom and join the live discussion but nevertheless thank you for tuning in to the podcast please make sure to share so that more people can be exposed to the word of god and you just never know who needs to read the book of daniel in this season i'll see you back here next week god bless you god keep you and may his light shine upon you